I'm actually very, I'm, 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 I'm probably the most law-abiding citizen on earth. Super patriotic. You are listening to Decaf, a weekly podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I'm Taylor, back again, and this week I am joined by my friend and colleague, Julie Warren. Hello. Julie is a senior fellow for the Beacon Center, and she is the state director for Tennessee for Ride on Crime, which we will get more into in just a few minutes. So if you're ready to start, let's do this. I am ready. Let's do it. All right. So Julie and I agree on almost everything, I think it's safe to say, but one thing that we disagree on, and this is the big thing, I mean, we fight about it on Twitter, is scooters. Scooters, I hate them. Julie hates the scooters and so does mayor briley apparently he (laughs) as does mayor briley he issued an order to say down with scooters this weekend they have to all the scooters are going away and so while i was like crying in my bed julie was rallying people in the streets for a celebration i I just don't understand because you love free markets we love free markets i also love not getting run off the road (laughs) okay okay i also love not (laughs) tripping over a scooter on the sidewalk (laughs) or having them strewn onto my lawn one could make an argument that that is your own clumsiness but i digress i love the scooters well you're you're but you're like you're not the you're like the dream scooter user What's that supposed to mean? I mean, you're somebody who's going to use them responsibly. That's true. That's true. Uh, You're you're somebody who will be be safe and then park it not on my lawn. You're not somebody who's going to run me off of the Woodland Bridge into into oncoming traffic, which has happened to me. Also, I mean... I, when I had foot surgery, someone ran me off of the sidewalk. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Onto a grassy knoll with my dog, who was very upset. Yeah, well, Clover. My dog was very upset. Clover, okay, if you're listening and not watching, I just feel like I need to say that Julie is not a 100-year-old woman. She's, like, in her 30s. But So this get-off-my-lawn attitude is, like, only I only about the I scooters for her. I am a curmudgeon. I hate them. I don't like people to have fun. I hate fun. I hate it all. No, I don't. This I is just, on the I, record. But if you're on Weston Avenue and you're behind a putt, 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 but, but scooter <laughs> family or a bunch of <laughs> bridesmaids and a bride now party. that is annoying and, 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 and putting five miles per hour and, and it just it's just like literally makes me want to scream i'm just like really putting myself out there getting in an argument about scooters which we both feel very passionate about with an attorney because i'm in way over my head well i my i don't really have legal arguments I, well okay. i do actually I, I i think i've said you know said before Uh-oh. like with the people with disabilities you're trying to utilize the sidewalks and those things are are obstacles that's a problem for them but at the end of the day legal arguments aside i just hate them okay but for downtown workers like me who have to park it's a 20 minute walk to get to my car we have a shuttle but i also really like to sometimes just hop on a scooter and ride on over the bridge and and it makes it so much simpler and so much easier for me for the downtown workers the responsible ones of us so you wouldn't you wouldn't want them even if there was more regulation or you think that's i i think for someone like you i think you can be trusted with the with Thank but you. i just think there's too listen many, to her mom there's just too many <laughs> not tailors out there that make yeah. it difficult to regulate them i mean they're not safe on the road you they're not safe on the sidewalk they are just very the bachelorette parties are ruining it for everyone they're ruining a lot of things for everyone but that's the whole nother subject scooters are just like part of it yeah we could talk about that okay we're being cut off so the second thing i want to talk about is the student loan quote forgiveness and i like the i like your take on this so elizabeth warren when she wanted to forgive quote forgive 640 billion dollars of student loans i it made me just absolutely cringe and then it comes out that bernie sanders wants to forgive 1.6 trillion dollars as if the warren plan wasn't bad enough and i i just don't 
understand in what world this is a good idea. Well, it, it, call it forgiveness is mm-hmm. intellectually dishonest. Yeah. Because that's not at all what it is. It's it's taking someone else's assumed responsibility and giving it to somebody who didn't assume that responsibility. Because let's be clear, when you sign for a student loan, you know what you're getting into. Sure. You take responsibility for that money. And, and what we've talked about before is that, you know, some of these are these private schools, mm-hmm. not necessarily the state schools. And I went to a Marshall University in my hometown. It was not my dream school. I, I know AOC likes to talk about this girl she mentored and how she had $250,000 worth of debt because that was what it was going to cost to go to her dream school. Well, I had I I am someone who didn't go to their dream school and went to the school they could afford. Yes. It's like I went and bought the car I could afford. I bought the condo I could afford. Mm-hmm. And that's how that, congratulations, we're all adults now. Yeah, that's how it works. I, did, I also went to the University of Alabama, public university. I wanted to go to Tulane. My heart was set on Tulane and that just didn't happen because I had a conversation with my parents, a difficult conversation that was, this is what we can afford. This is where you mm-hmm. can go. This is what's fiscally responsible. So I, I've found some some numbers in the New York Times today. They said that 40% of student loans are taken out for some type of postgraduate school um, and 45%. Yeah, you're one of those people. That's awesome. And 45% are used on public college. So the majority of all student loans are either used for a private university or grad school. Yeah, and I've, I've been on. paying my <laughs> law school debt for 15 years. I will probably pay for another 15 years, mm-hmm. and I should. Yeah, it's I not, mean, it's you not signed your, on it's for not, that. You shouldn't have to pay my law school I debt. agree. And, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, I knew exactly what I was signing on to when I signed it. They said, Julie, this is how much this school is going to cost. And I said, well, that's a lot of money, and, but here's, it's worth it. here's, my, here's, here's what we're going to do. Well, I, I know it's kind of weak to say it's not fair, this isn't fair, that's not fair, but it really and truly is not fair to people who have paid off their debt already to now say, well, now it's going to be on your tax tab to pay off everyone else's. I mean, things are going to run amok. People are just going to be taking it out. If you, if there's no accountability, then where is the the conscious decision to take something like this on? And, and you know, and if she wants, and if AOC wants to have a conversation about two hundred fifty thousand dollar dream education, then maybe she should have that conversation with the school. You're right. I mean, okay, not with the, the taxpayers yeah, that I mean, didn't do this. Let's talk about the person, or talk about the university that costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars for an education maybe that should be the conversation that you should be having with the universities that have these amazingly high tuitions yeah all right I, I agree okay so the next thing i want to talk about before we get any further is criminal justice reform this is an area of passion for julie mm-hmm. like i said julie works for right on crime which is an organization that works in the criminal justice space kind of on the center right I, it's, I, it's, it's fair to say right. center right side bipartisan um, but center, yeah center right. yeah i d- i ideology-wise center right. So tell me kind of your path and how you got into this space and what made you so passionate about criminal justice reform. Well, I started my career at the Department of Justice Mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C., and then went to the West Virginia Attorney General's office where I was a criminal appellate lawyer. And, you know, I think anybody who's worked in criminal justice um, or found themselves engaged in criminal justice one way or the other, you you can see a pattern Mm -hmm. where it's broken. Mm -hmm. and, and, And there's a common pattern throughout the country and every state has its problems. The federal government has its problems. Local jurisdictions have its problems. And some of the fixes are common sense. Right. Um, and um, I that's I, I, I that's where I got into the advocacy space now because I want to, I'm not an adversary of the system. Yeah. And I think some advocates- We all want it to work. Right, and I think some advocates see law enforcement, see prosecutors, see judges, see corrections as an adversary. I don't. I actually want to see, okay, how can we all work yeah. together to 
make to get the outcomes we all want. Yeah, absolutely. We all want to make the we all want to make things safer. We all want the tax dollars to work to the best advantage of the taxpayer. Um, how can we address some of these concerns till we get there? And I think that Tennessee is really primed and ready to do some great things. I'm, I'm yeah, just Justin excited. said we're coming after Texas. Right on Crime is a Texas-based organization. And we are. Justin recently said that Tennessee's coming after Texas. And I, I like that. And I, and I, you know, there wouldn't be a Texas without Tennessee. And I like to make that clear, too. Um, on the record, Texas. <laughs> on the record. Julie's um, shots fired. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I mean, Texas has been the leader, not just in amongst conservative states, but in the country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are shocked to hear that because they think a different thing comes comes to mind when Texas they think of tough you know right. sort of the Walker Texas Ranger but not te- the case but, but Tennessee it took bold it took bold steps and they were doing it before anybody else was really it's doing true. it but I think Tennessee is going to do it better okay I like that you hear that Texas you got a stiff here competition first. here you heard it here first I, I think that what Julie does is is really important because we we all agree that there's a problem with criminal justice we all agree that there's a there is a solution that we all want to get to we want safer we mm-hmm. want more people to experience freedom we want actual rehabilitation in the system and some people want to go about it one way some people want to go about it the other way versus left and right but what Right on Crime is doing, what Beacon hopes to do, too, through our Coalition for Sensible Justice, is to come together with all the interested parties and figure out the middle ground, the best way forward, the, the shortest path. Yes, there, there's so much common ground here, and there's so many areas where we all want to get to the same destination. Yeah, it's amazing bipartisan issue. And that's why I love this issue. It's yeah. refreshing. Yes, it is. Um, last thing I want to talk about, another bipartisan issue, is occupational licensing reform. This is something that really gets me fired up. I don't know if I can keep it to three minutes, but I'm going to try. Um, Country Time Lemonade has the most amazing marketing campaign going on right now about good. their lemonade stands. So background. Legal Aid. Legal Aid. which is it. Amazing. So a little bit of background. Kids across the country have been getting dinged by the government fines and told to shut down for cutting grass or opening lemonade stands. Tennessee this year passed a bill that said a minor could own a home-based business without getting a permit. Um, And so therefore paving the way for lemonade stands all summer. Thank you so much because I'm one of those people that stops at every single lemonade stand. I love this. So Country Time is engaging in grassroots activism to get occupational licensing regulations wiped out for these kids. They have signs in the store aisles that say, did you know this product is illegal in some states? Some states don't allow kids to open lemonade stands. And they're paying the kids fines for them. Which is amazing, amazing legal aid. Like that's huge. Um, I, I think that this is a really cool transition from the occupational licensing debate to go out of this kind of academic mental like thinking space into real practical application yeah and i think you know it's easy for it's easy for everyone to be like what lemonade stands kids really you're giving a ticket to a kid with five hundred dollar fine that's insane but you know this parlays into a broader conversation absolutely a lot of different occupations that you're 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 average person who wants to just make a living doing yes. what beacons you know horse massage therapy, hair, braiding, hair braiding barbering and, and we put incredible amounts of obstacles and 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 hurdles and and expenses and we attach red all tape and regulations with no public safety interest in mind just you know yeah. you, it's almost like a pay-to-play government saying okay you're going to have to pay us before you can actually go and 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 i and, don't take kindly to that and for louisiana 
makes florist. Oh they yeah, have to get an occupational license, and they have to be, go through all this training and 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 pay all this money to get a government license to be a florist. And I think doesn't so make I, any sense. So I really like what Country Time is doing because they're doing it. In a, I mean, they're taking a very simple approach because everybody can mm-hmm. kind of rally around. Right. But then you can say, okay, these exact reasons why this irritates you should parlay into a lot of different things yes. that people are doing to go make a living. It and, starts the conversation. Sometimes I get lost in Twitter world and I just think that everything that I'm thinking about in occupational licensing, everyone else is thinking about. And I'll walk up to someone and I'm like, did you see that they were licensing florists? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about, Taylor. So this is awesome for me to not embarrass myself as much because I can be like, hey, remember the grocery store when you and, saw and that And you know, sign? there's like, there's only like 13 states that don't regulate this. But you know, there are a lot of states that have legalized pot, but then they will find a five-year-old for selling um, lemonade. I think we got our priorities a little messed up, guys. Good grief, y'all. Good grief. Well, that is all we have today. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Julie. This is always so much fun. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.